Hello, welcome to another agency podcast. In this episode, uh, we will discuss the recent Quran burning incident in Sweden. The burning of a religious text is not just an attack on a book, but an attack on a community's beliefs and values. In this podcast, we will talk with Anadolu's correspondent Mehmet Solmas to gain a deeper understanding of the incident, the reactions of society, the actions taken or not taken by the government and international reactions in general. Mehmet, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so you're in Sweden, right? Yes, uh, I'm in Stockholm currently and I've been here for almost a week now. Okay. So uh, about the incident, can you briefly summarize what happened before Polizan burned the Holy Quran? So actually, uh, I'm going to ask you, who is this person and why did he okay. do something like this? Well, he is, first of all, a controversial racist person. That's how you could describe him in a short sentence. But this person, he is Danish. But for, due to his mother's Swedish background, uh, he got a Swedish citizenship about like four or five years ago. I'm not sure of the date, to be precise. But the thing is, he has been... Uh, burning the, the Muslim holy book since the year 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it's been going on more than five years. Exactly. It's been a long time. But the thing is, he started in 2017, but he increased his actions and he he burnt the Quran across the holy month of Ramadan uh, two years ago in 2021. And he had been doing this in neighborhoods and towns like where the Muslims are, you know, kind of majority and where they uh, usually live. It was like in Stockholm, Malmö and Jönköping, like different cities across the country. And the thing is, what's striking the most, he had been doing all these provocative actions in police protection. So that was like really uh, causing anger among the Muslim uh, minority in the country. Like you said, you know, lastly, he, he did this incident outside the Turkish embassy in Stockholm. Had that been, could, could that incident be prevented? Exactly. You know, if police wanted it, it can be stopped before before Paludan proceeded. As, as, as I have reported explicitly a few days ago, there's this photojournalist uh, based in Stockholm. He uh, regularly goes to Paludan's uh, demos and he took to cover the issue. And so Paludan and his team knows him well. In the incident that took place last Saturday outside the Turkish embassy, this photojournalist was outside and taking some photos. And one of the team members of Paludan arrived and approached to him in a very aggressive manner and started physically attacking him. And because of this, the police around the area detained him first. And the next stage was to take him to the police station. But at that time, Paludan said, if you take my guy out to the police station and not release him right now, I'm not going to do my demonstration, you know, which means that he's going to burn a Quran. So basically, the police, uh, uh, the police kind of like bowed down to him and accepted his demand and released the person. So and this photojournalist, he is going to he said he's going to file a legal complaint. He also said the police arrived to him and apologized for releasing that person, but also said, you know, uh, 
if we were to release him, Haludan wasn't going to stage his demonstration. So what is going on in Sweden? The UN say it's a systematic racism, but it's mainly focusing on Islamophobia in the recent years. So people are saying if government or even that uh, the police unit at that scene, they could have prevented that person to do his provocation. Yeah, it's it's really obvious is something going on in Sweden about that. Uh, as uh, we're talking about uh, the systematic uh, racism, uh, I want to ask you the, how has the incident affected the Muslim community in Sweden, and if at all? Okay. And additionally, has it affected other religious and ethnic groups? Because uh, you've probably seen an, a rabbi spoke to our agency today and burning the Holy Quran is an insult not only to Muslims, but also to everyone uh, with a religious belief in Sweden. I mean, uh, so what are the reactions? Mm -hmm. well, well, the thing is, like, when we take the Muslim community into an account in terms of how they react, I have been to a kind of a small demonstration outside the Turkish embassy two days ago where they condemned Paludan and gave messages of unity. There was this person that I wanted to interview since he could speak like well in English. He was Muslim and I, I asked him, you know, if he could talk to us. And he said, well, I, I got to tell you something, he said. So basically, he, he told his workplace an excuse to leave for about two hours in order to join the demonstration. But he said, if I give my name or sh show my appearance in the media, you know, if my workplace get to know that I have uh, came outside the Turkish embassy for a peaceful, uh, you know, demonstration, I could be sacked from my, jo my job. And that same message had been told me at that demonstration by four or five other people. So that explains solely, you know, there is a self-censorship, self-censorship in terms of expressing themselves among the Muslim community. They fear to tell their own views. They fear that they could be, you know, labeled as terrorists, like that person had told me the other day. And they, they, they also feel that, you know, this latest incident where that person burnt the Quran outside the Turkish embassy, that shows that, you know, such actions are allowed uh, in a country which once was uh, known as the beacon of democracy with flourishing, uh, you know, values and tolerance and freedoms and everything. But that country's image has changed and and authorities are, are being now accused of uh, turning a blind eye to this deep issue of racism and discrimination, which is poisoning uh, the whole society. But like you said, all the faith groups around the country, they are giving insane uh, reactions saying, you know, people should be able to live next to each other without causing any problem. Uh, we should be respecting others' faith. And yeah, that, that has been the case. Well, it's, well, it's not getting any better. That's the thing. Yeah. So, and you mentioned the governmental act. I mean, it's it's clear that the incident has negatively impacted uh, Turkey-Sweden uh, relations. Uh, furthermore, uh, for Sweden to become a member of NATO, Turkey's approval is a must. And Turkey has been one of the strongest voices against Paludan's act. So uh, what's next for Sweden's NATO membership? 
Well, to be, you know, to explain the situation in a short sentence, I think I, I would uh, recall to a press conference by the Swedish uh, prime minister two days ago, like on Tuesday, where basically in a press conference, he was saying, you know, we got to get together. We've got an issue, a security issue. So we need to join the NATO up until we join, you know, we got to be, we got to show to the outer world that we have one voice. So basically what he was trying to say, okay, you lot and many of you may not like Turkey, but we need to sit together and work this out until we join NATO, then we'll do whatever we, we like. That's how many like experts interpret the prime minister's statements. So they are feeling that they are being threatened, that there is a danger for them, for their country, just right next, next door, you know, Obviously, the threat level against Finland is a bit more higher, but Sweden, the Swedish public also, you know, they were against joining NATO with uh, the support for joining NATO was around 20 or 30 percent about a few years ago. But right now it's like skyrocketed around 80 or 90. And so the country wants to join. But there is this issue. Uh, obviously, all member countries of the, uh, the transatlantic alliance have to approve and ratifying the parliament, the accession of a new member. And Turkey hasn't done that yet. Obviously, Turkey has some concerns and they want, and also has some demands as well. For instance, like, you know, when you visit Sweden, a country like Sweden, you can visibly see so many members of like PKK terrorists. And we're talking about an organization that yeah, had That's been, the big issue, right? Yeah, right. that's, I think, one of the most, uh, maybe one of the biggest issues ever, like between the two countries. And they have been housing these terrorist organization members and even their supporters, people who, you know, support and justify their suicide bombings and everything. So Sweden is home to them. So what Tur Turkey is asking is, you know, you need to cooperate in terms of how to deal deal with these terrorist organizations like FETO and PKK. But are they going to do anything tangible, anything what they call big, a big action? Uh, I really doubt it. So what Sweden doing currently is, you know, they have altered some of their counterterrorism laws and given some new directives to their police department to clamp down on the PKK. But there is nothing tangible and uh, nothing that could change the course of the relations between the two countries. So Sweden joining NATO anytime soon, that's very unlikely. Okay. Thank you so much for the information and thank you so much for being with us, Mehmet. Uh, dear listeners, we'll keep you up to date and please don't forget to subscribe.